This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question that you would like answered, and you have gone through all of the material, and that includes all of the podcasts, because chances are I have already answered your question on a podcast. But if it's not there, uh, go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp. Fill out the form and I will get back to you typically within 48 hours. And when you fill out that form, again, please make sure you have spelled your email address correctly. Um, this is still happening. I had three this week. So if you are from South Africa or you are from France and you do not get a reply this week, it is because you did not give me a proper email address to send the answer back to. So please go do that and try again. I certainly don't want people to think I'm not responding. Uh, but a correctly spelled email address is certainly important. So on to more exciting things. I am putting together a resources page on the website. And it is going to have cool things like PIP calculators and some tools and indicators based on the way we trade here that have been created by members of the community. And also any links to places like Telegram and Discord where people are getting together and sharing ideas uh, to help them trade better, help, to help them trade our way. All of those things are going to be there, and I'm hoping to have this done in February. Um, so what I would like those who have originated these tools and these places to do is send them to me again, um, just like you did before. And that way I can kind of group them all together and put them off to the side and then repurpose them back onto the website when it's time. Uh, but just the people that created them. I don't need other people to send them to me all at once. So if you could send me those things, that would be great. Um, one thing that's not going to be on that page is places to go find indicators. You guys need to find your own sources. Uh, many of you have. I was able to find plenty uh, six, seven years ago, and I still am today. I discovered a brand new place a week ago that I'd never seen before. And all I'm doing is using Google and Bing. I'm not doing anything special. So if you guys are having a hard time finding sources, it's just a matter of keeping at it. You know, we all have access to search engines. This isn't a have and have not type situation. But what it is, is you putting in the research and using different searches to find different places. It doesn't really take that long. Um, it wasn't hard for me to find. And if it was hard for me to find, I would keep doing it until I found it. And I know if I kept at it, I'd eventually find something. So I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for people who come out and say, hey, you know, I just, I can't find where the indicators are. I don't know what to do. Keep searching. If I can find them, you can find them. If most of the community can find them, you can find them too. And if you still can't, you know, by the time that resources page is up and you want to go to some of the forums and ask them, you can feel free to do that. Uh, but that's going to be the one place that I'm not going to help you because that's a place where I feel like you should really be able to help yourself. And to me, there's very little reason why you can't. So consider this the tough love portion of the show because it's not that I don't believe that you're not trying. You're just not trying hard enough. And I'm not going to hand over all the sources that I discovered like directly to you just because you couldn't find them on your first try. These places are out there. They're pretty easy to find. Uh, they're all on Google. You just have to reword your searches every once in a while and see what pops up. Different things will pop up if you do that. Now, if you're one of these people who can't find indicators, uh, don't feel bad. You know, At least I know you're trying. There's plenty of people out there who are not trying at all. And they're not even shy about it. You know, I'll get, <laughs> people go to Ask VP and... They'll ask questions like, uh, I've tried everything, I just can't get anywhere, please help me. Like, no bullshit, I get that question at least once a week. And that's a question I don't even want to answer. I mean, on the, 
the scale of helplessness, that's like a 10. And they honestly think I'm going to sit there and hold their hand and walk them through Forex trading. When in all reality, I'm so disgusted by the question that I don't even want to answer it. But typically, I'll just direct them to the beginner's video and see what they do. Uh, but through the videos and through the blog, I've tried to make this entire process as easy as I possibly can for you. And if it's still not easy enough for you, well, then I don't know what to tell you. I've done all I could. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and I'm going to make things even easier for you. This week's question is from Maciej, M-A-C-I-E-J, hope I'm saying that right, from Berlin, Germany. And his question is a bit longer as well. Let me go ahead and pull it up. And Maciej asks, would you have some tips for me on pre-filtering the indicators, like some criteria that would help me to disqualify a lot of the indicators in the early stages so I don't waste too much time testing indicators that have no chance of working? So I didn't really know how to paraphrase this question, but pretty much what he's asking is uh, when you first start looking at these indicators for the first time, is there any way you can just look at it initially and say, you know what, this has no chance of working? And this is a great question because you absolutely can. Now, I've said it before, I've tested over 2,000 indicators, um, and that is true. And by testing, I mean I've actually downloaded them and ran them through a back test to see how, they, how well they work. Um, but I have actually probably seen over 5,000, um, but I'm able to disqualify a lot of them right away. And this is great because it's going to eliminate a lot of wasted time that I'm going to spend on indicators that I knew were doomed from the start. And I have a feeling that this podcast is really going to help a lot of you test these as well, because if you can just look at an indicator right away and say, you know what, this might work, but the chances are so low, it's not even worth my time testing it, then you can really rattle through a lot of these in a very short amount of time, and the process is going to seem a lot less daunting. So I'm going to go over five pieces of criteria that if for some reason the indicator falls under one of these five, you can disregard it right away. And I'm going to do my best to show examples of these on the blog, just in case you need a visual as to what I'm talking about. Um, but I think uh, a lot of you have ran into these already, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. Uh, number one, an indicator that does nothing but just follow price. So if you were to pull up an oscillator like this and put it under any chart, and let's say you were able to grab it and put it on top of the chart and it would just follow price as if you were ta taking your finger and just tracing price with your, with your own finger, that's not going to help you at all. Now, there's actually a lot of indicators that do this and they're very easy to spot because they just pretty much mirror where price is going. And, and there's just no usefulness with these at all. Um, the whole point of using a really great indicator is to have it show you something that you can't already see. And if it's just following price, well, you can already see that. So you can pretty much throw those out right away. And uh, you're going to run into these quite a bit. And so it'll be really easy for you to just toss it aside. Number two. Um, so the people who create these indicators uh, need to give you a screenshot to show you what it actually looks like. And when they do this, it is in their best interest all the time, if you're going to actually download it and give them credit or even buy it if, if it's something you're going to buy. They should give you an example to where it actually works. And if the example they provide can't even do that very well, it's probably not going to work when you try it. Now, again, most of these programmers are not traders, but you are traders and you know what you're looking for, especially by now. And if you can just eyeball it and say, man, even in the example they provided, this thing works terribly, you can pretty safely skip it. 
Uh, now, of course, it might just be a matter of getting it and tweaking it and using it and testing it, but the odds are very low. And with over 10,000 indicators out there on the internet, you can't really afford to test all of them the same way. It just takes up too much time and energy. So when you get a chance like this to skip one, because even in the example provided it sucks, jump on the opportunity to skip it. Number three, if an indicator is giving you too many signals. So I get the question quite a bit is, should I go quality or quantity when it comes to a confirmation indicator? Do I want to give one that gives me a lot of signals or just a few? And my answer is it really doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is the ROI at the end of the day. You know, some indicators are just going to give you more signals than others are. Uh, but at the end of the year, how many pips is it giving you? That's what you want to know. So it's not a matter of that. What I mean by this is indicators that give you a buy signal and then a sell signal way too quickly after each other. Uh, because those are typically losses for us because we're trend traders. Now, I understand it might just be a matter of smoothing things out, and feel free to try that, but just understand, in my experience, if the default mechanics of this indicator are already giving you a ton of conflicting signals like that, it's probably best to let it go. I have a really good example I'm going to show you on the blog on this, and you can better see what I mean. Number four, any indicator that goes on your chart and shows support and resistance. So support and resistance is just not something we do here. Um, even if it's dynamic support and resistance, meaning that it moves, um, it does, doesn't just stay in one place, it's still not very useful to the way we trade here. You're trying to predict overbought, oversold areas, which is, again, something we don't do. Or you're trying to predict places in advance where price is going to break out. And you don't have that advanced knowledge. And these types of indicators don't either. So if you see these type of indicators pop up, you can feel free to push them aside. And now this is all assuming you want to trade the no-nonsense Forex way. You may not. Um, so some of these might have some value to you. Uh, but if you're strictly trying to trade our way, they just don't. So you can easily push those aside as well. And then criteria number five, this might be a bit controversial, but anything that you cannot modify, I'm generally not a big fan of. Um, every once in a while, you're going to get things that work really great on the default settings, like the ATR. For example, the ATR14, I can't think of anything better than that. Uh, but we spoke about this in the Heikinashi video, too. You can't do anything to that indicator, uh, which means that the creators that put that forward said, this is the absolute best version of this indicator. And there's no way to actually know that. I mean, how the hell will these people know? 99 times out of 100, an indicator that actually gives me the chance to improve it is going to be way better than an indicator that doesn't. And an indicator that just has the hubris to say, hey, this is the best you're ever going to get out of me, and love it or leave it. Well, if those are my choices, I'm going to leave it. So those are five different ways you can just rifle through some of these indicators that you see. I hope this is going to save you a lot of time. And if I think of any more, I will add it to the blog. But the blog will also have pictures of some of these examples as well. But shoot, now that you know these things, uh, go out there and get to work. This whole process should have just become a lot easier for many of you. And believe me, it's worth any time and effort you put into it. Just ask the hundreds of traders that have already had their fortunes completely reversed just by the information on this podcast and on the YouTube channel. I have people in a very short time that are absolutely killing it. And the trading video for this Thursday is going to be especially designed for those people. A little bit of foreshadowing, but I don't think I'm giving too much away.
but no matter where you're at in this journey, it's still a really important video for you to watch. But you can't win if you don't put a great system together, so get at it. Put in the work. Be relentless. Go get it.